Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I am your host Chris. Uh, this week we have a special podcast. We are a Premier League supporters self-help group. So with you this week I've got Arsenal fan Nathan and Spurs fan Jesse. Uh, come join me, come in a, a big group hug, uh, gather round and tell me your feelings. Although not Nathan because he's a man who doesn't need to tell a man of the feelings. <laughs> I thought men didn't have feelings. Well, Nathan's from the north, so I don't think he does, do you? Um, we don't show regularly. To the it's a rare occasion when we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll see if we can help you two people have go get through the week that you've both had. So I'll have all the feelings for all of us. <laughs> you have all our feelings. Okay, so we're going to start with the Premier League on Tuesday. So we're building up to Wednesday and Thursday's games. Don't worry, folks. Uh, Wolves 2, Crystal Palace nil. Uh, and then goal from Anderson and um, Ruben Neves uh, with a goal in the last minute. Both teams now on 37 points, 12th and 13th place. Quick yay or nay, are both these teams safe from relegation? Can they um, Can they go pack their bags up and get on uh, the plane to El Bicho? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah? I'm sorry, where? El Bicho, Jesse, it's Spanish for the beach. I'm surprised you don't know these things. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I didn't know if that was like a locate, like, you know, if their next matches are in, I don't know, some Cornish location that I've never heard of. Or called El Bicho. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, listen, it's no less kooky than uh, your Spanish. Keep going. <laughs> Did anyone see this one? No, not so. No, that's fine. Jesse, did you see this? I did, and I can I tell you, I don't remember it at all. What happened? Wolves beat Palace do no. Oh yeah, I did see that one, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. How did it look to your amazing memory? You know, things before Wednesday just feel <laughs> um sort of blurry, like a happy before time. Um, <laughs> I mean. Not happy. Uh, yeah, look, Wolves did what they needed to do. It was not pr- pretty. <laughs> but <Yeah>. They did it. Um, and it felt like one of those matches where they, you know, they knew they needed to get it done. It was going to get done. And you have no idea if they can do it again. So, if you're, like I say, if you're both a Wolves and a Palace fan, you're 12, 13, why, why, points. Why would you be that? Or you got okay. You got to imagine things, like your okay. old acting days when you had to pretend to be somebody oh, else. Oh, so you didn't give me motivation. Okay. Okay. I am a Wolves and a Palace fan. Oh God. Okay. You got to play two characters like Tom Hardy in Legend. <gasps> okay. One of them is a Wolves fan, and one of them okay. is a. I tell you what. Let, let's make this easier. Nathan, you pretend to be a Crystal Palace fan. Jesse, you pretend to be a Wolves fan. You're both. Okay, into... better because I do really like some of the Wolves players okay. and it's easier than liking Crystal Palace which like why would anybody do that to themselves so okay great you're, you're both on 37 points Palace are in 12th Wolves are in 13th you are 7 points 8 points ahead of the relegation zone are you feeling ra- relaxed for your prospects towards the end of the season both of you yes yeah yeah I think I think the teams sort of below those two uh, are all sort of but you feel like every weekend one of them is going to get the big result and the rest of them are going to lose. Mm. Like it kind of feels like midweek. Knott's Forest got the big result. This, this don't say Knott's Forest. Bloody hell! I, I know. Yeah, sorry. They get they don't like that, do they? But no. yeah, um, Forest Forest got the big result. This like feels like they got the big result this weekend. And I think as these next five matches progress, one of those teams will do well, but I think the rest of them will struggle. And I think Wolves and Palace have got enough room to to breathe. Okay, Jesse, how do you feel as a Wolves okay. fan? So I clearly have given myself a rich and complex inner life as my character. 
Um, and as the Wolves fan that I am, who made a bet um, at the beginning of the season that if we finished in the relegation zone, I would get a Diego Costa full back piece. I'm feeling conflicted because, like, I want that back piece, you know, as the Wolves fan that I am. But also, I don't want to finish in the relegation zone. Yeah. Also, do I think that Lopategui is, you know, as, as you can tell, I'm really, I've gotten into this a lot. I love this character. I, you know, I, re- I really shouldn't have act, asked a professional actress this, should I? Very <laughs> um, interestingly, this character is also having an affair with two people at the same time. Um, and one of them is a Brighton fan. And so she's going to have some real, like, choices, capital C, to make this weekend. But you know what? That's those are her choices that she made. Um, I think, I think my character feels okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's worried that wolves tend to rely on like two players. Looking at you, Adama Traore, and like that's not sustainable. But as Nathan said, or sorry, Nathan's character said, um, other teams are much worse. So she's feeling okay. She's, she's feeling okay. She's doing okay. Okay. Yeah, her, her relationship's definitely going to fizzle this weekend, though. Are Jesse's character and Nathan's character going to accidentally meet one day in, like, a doorway or something and then live happily ever after in mid-table? I, 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 I think there'd be many a night at the local bar drowning our sorrows wondering <laughs> when the hell we're going to get from between 10 and 15, you know? You even welcome a relegation yeah. just for a bit of a change. Fun fact, Nathan's character is also my character's tattoo artist. So it's going to be, like, real awkward. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. What next? I have to move on. Do you know what? I I thought this would be, like, a quick bit. (laughs) But I can feel feel us going down to a wormhole. I dread to ask for your character's names, so I won't do that. Uh, (laughs) Go on, what are your names? It's Winifred, though. It's what? It's Winifred. Winifred. Nathan, Winifred what's your what's your character's name? Uh, let's go with Milo. Milo. Ooh. Yeah, bit of Milo. Bit of Milo. <laughs> he doesn't want a bit of Milo. Everyone <laughs> wants a bit of Milo. <laughs> uh, Okay. Right, okay, so let's move on to also on Tuesday night is Leeds 1, Leicester 1. Uh, Leicester with a couple of goals disallowed. So they had an early one disallowed, uh, unfortunately, because it was a great shot from Euro Tielemans. Um Siniestra gave Leeds the lead. Jay Vardy with his first goal in, I think it's over 30 games. Um, he scored, celebrated in front of the Leeds fans, uh, and then celebrated in front of the Leicester fans. I think he had um, uh, another goal disallowed as well. Patrick Bamford certainly had a huge miss. Oh. Oh, God, yeah, saw that. That was terrible. Okay, so um, let's talk about the Patrick Bamford miss, because I've got a question for you both afterwards. Um, could either of you can see yourself scoring that? Yeah. You reckon you would? That's. A, I know that's a bold statement. That is a, quite a bold statement, but I genuinely feel that, yes, I could have not let in. No right. problem. Jesse, could you I score that? I could also see Nathan scoring that, especially, you know why? Because... Look, not to take anything away from Nathan, you're scoring against, you're hopefully scoring against less. It's not like, you're not like going up against, oh, sorry, Lester. But like, it, it was such, it was, it was one of those things my father always said, as a former professional keeper, it's harder to miss than it is to make. Yeah. And look who you're going up against. Like, come on, man. Um. Both of you, excluding penalties, how far down the football pyramid do you think you'd need to go to, to be confident of scoring a goal from open play? Who are you playing against? Any team. So, the... <laughs> I guess it's a bit undifficult, Jesse, because you don't really know the sort of lower part of the football pyramid, do you, in this country? In this country? In the UK. So no. Nathan, how far down do you reckon you'd have to go? I'm sorry, can your country be considered the UK right now? You've ununited. <laughs> well, that would still be UK. Winifred did not vote for Brexit. <laughs> it would still be UK, wouldn't it? It would just be the ununified country. Mm, I don't know. Nathan, do you reckon you could score a goal from open play in League One? Well, it, it, just to put a bit of a twist on it, I think it would be easier to score in the Premier League 
Ooh. Ooh. Because you think of like the physicality of, of the football league and especially non-league as well, and you know how how like I don't like to say this, but it's sounding really bad. But like I feel like you know if I had someone like Kevin De Bruyne or Martin Odegaard feeding me a ball, they would put it that much on a plate for me that it would be harder to to miss. Whereas I think in the lower divisions. There's yeah. not many players that could do that for you. So I, I'm i going to put myself in the Premier League, but based on I am that terrible, I need someone of a A-star quality to put it on a plate for me to be able to score a goal. I, I can see what you mean, because I reckon playing up front with Ashley Barnes can't be a fun experience. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and would both teams be happy with the point here? Uh, that means that Leicester have got four points in two games under... Uh, Dean Smith from their win at the weekend. Uh, so Leicester are 18th on 29 points. Leeds are 16th on 30 points. Um, would Leicester be just happy not to lose away and they sort of go again this weekend, do you think? Um, how do you think Leeds will be feeling? I think Leicester's probably happier in this one because of that Patrick Bamford loss. Yeah. Um, not not lost, miss, sorry. Yes. Um, so it, you know, it feels as if they sort of pulled it out, whereas Leeds really had that opportunity and could have taken it. Yeah. Nathan, do you concur? Uh, I think I think it's a bit of a crap result for both of them. Oh, okay. I think, I think what Jesse said is right. When, you know, at the end of the 90 minutes, you would say, yeah, that's probably the, the right assessment. But at the start of the game, both teams would have been looking at that and thinking, we've got to get three points here. Mm, yeah. they've both got to have marked this game down as we've, we've got to win this one given where both teams are so yeah. I think the draw doesn't suit either of them okay. but, right. cool. but as Jesse said Leicester will leave the happier yeah thank you Vicky uh, also Aston Villa won full of nil timings goal Villa now 6th 6 points off the top 4 place but they played 2 games more um, Wednesday Nathan wait can we not talk about that goal that Villa goal that timings oh, go goal was so good go on then that's all I want to say. And I'm sort of keeping us from having to talk about either one of our matches. But <laughs> good job, Tyrone Mings. That was a beautiful, powerful shot. Right. Sorry. We're gonna have, we can't put it off very longer, Nathan. Um Wednesday night have a breakfast. Wednesday night is, uh, was Manchester City for Arsenal won two goals from Kevin De Bruyne. Um John Stones, which I still can't figure out how he was onside. Uh, and then Erling Haaland uh, with a Rob Holding. And Rob Holding doesn't really suit an Alex band. Uh, a Rob Holding goal. Um, right. I've got here Arsenal outplayed, question mark. City nine shots on target, Arsenal two. Um, Nathan, it did feel very one way watching that game. It was like watching the year 11s keeping the ball away from the year 7s. Yeah. It, 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 it felt very much sort of like I, I, I don't think it was quite as far as men versus boys I don't think it was that bad but Man City for me just showed that they are on a completely different planet you know I'll, I'll be honest I think Arsenal have had worse games I think Arsenal have, have performed a lot worse than that you, you, you know what go back to uh, the Southampton game the last game that we played I thought we played worse in that game than we did in this one Man City were just unbelievable all over the yeah. I agree with you there because it, I don't think Arsenal were bad in this game. I just don't think City allowed them to play at all. And then it felt quite early the, the first De Bruyne goal. Um, and I think the way it was scored as well, uh, the sort of long ball layoff, rather extraordinarily yeah. gorgeous finish there by De Bruyne. Um, I don't think it was a case of you guys playing badly. I just don't think you were allowed to play by City. They, just, they got that goal and they got the stranglehold on it because then Haaland went close with a couple of chances afterwards and you know I think Ramsdale made about four saves in the end from him um, yeah and it felt kind of inevitable from that first goal I mean did, did you watch it live uh, yeah yeah I watched it yeah um, what did you think when that stop. first one went in the f I think the goal itself I, I, I've watched it a few times and I, I still can't make my mind up whether Ramsdale should do better or whether De Bruyne has just put that in a position where absolutely no one's going to save it I'm kind of leaning towards the latter. It's it's a it's a fantastic shot, and there's not a right lot Ramsdale can do. There's a lot of curl on that shot, wasn't there? There was, yeah. It, it was a fabulous, fabulous goal. Could Holding have done better with um, Haaland earlier earlier on in the move? 
Yeah, I think to be honest with you, going into it, I was never bothered about going forward. I thought I thought we'd have a chance going forward, um, but defensively, we out Saliba were a different team yeah. completely. Um, and no disrespect to Rob Holding, he, he's been a fantastic servant. He knows he's not getting first team football, but he comes in and he does a job when he's asked. But he's not he's not good enough for where we are now, unfortunately. Well, the goal came from Arsenal pressing, didn't it? It came from Edison having to clear up to Haaland, who then laid it off to, to De Bruyne. But yeah, the, the goal came from Arsenal pressing. So yeah, I guess that was kind of the game plan. And um... I must admit, going going into it, I thought our best chance would be to go after Man City because I didn't think we'd be able to sit back and soak it, soak up any pressure. Yeah, okay, but, which you kind of did, I guess, at the start, didn't you? Yeah, and then it, and then like you say, the first goal went in, and it quickly became apparent that Man City were just going to completely dominate and control the game from start to finish, which they did. Yeah, uh, Jesse, what did you make of this first half? Um, you know, I, I think it fe- it feels a little bit unfair to say that Arsenal were outplayed. Man City it just you know when you you have so much money and so many resources like the depth of that, of that bench is outrageous and, and De Bruyne 115 charges against you oh yeah well yes no, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one bringing those up De Bruyne I think was at his finest in this match and Haaland didn't even need that goal he just really I think they you know they've found um, they've found ways to really play to the strengths of this very strong team. Um, and I don't know what all the like pushy shoveys were about. There was there was a lot of feelings. Oh, um, someone did someone did tweet that what? pretty boy Ben White was upset that he'd lost to a team um, that had a goth and a gingery. Huh. So maybe okay. that's it. Maybe <laughs> Sorry. That's it right? Sorry, go on, carry on, I interrupted you. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think there was there was no beating Man City with this one. No, I don't think so. Um and then uh, I, I still can't understand how that John Stone's goal was on the side because it wasn't. It didn't feel it, and I know they got the lines out and everything. They showed it about a hundred different ways. I mean, it just didn't and I am not an Arsenal fan, but it did not seem... No. Um, I mean, the one angle that VAR used, and they did only use one angle, but they certainly only showed us one angle, he does look onside, but that angle is at a diagonal. Mm. Surely you want to be looking straight down the line. Because yeah. from a diagonal, it, it, it does look like Ben White's foot is just ahead of, you know... John Stone's knuckle, but every other angle that I've seen, you can't see Ben Ben White's foot because John Stone's is in the way. So surely that's offside. But it, look, it's one of them, isn't it? It's you, you can argue all day about it, whether it was or wasn't. But at the end of the day, it was never having an, an impact on on the result or the the flow of the game. Yeah. So it, 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 it's one of them where you can challenge it, but in this scenario, it doesn't impact the result all the game no. so it's, it's kind of a non-entity so Arsenal are still top on 75 points they played 33 games City are two points behind with two games in hand um, I don't agree with this question at all I have written it down because I just want to hear what you want to say about it both of you but where's the question from that you're giving us that you don't agree with it's a question I've heard uh, I've seen on Twitter and I've seen people talk about it in sort of articles and stuff and the question is have Arsenal bottled the title personally I don't think they have um, I just wonder what you two guys think of it so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up so last season Arsenal were criticised for bottling it by not finishing in the Champions League or the European places you know oh, sorry not, not in the Champions League places um, we bottled it we fell apart and we bottled it. So now we're top of the league. Okay, City have got two games in hand and we'll probably go on to win the title. But we're we're top of the league with five games to go with the second youngest team in, in the league. 
and we're still bottlers. Now, I don't understand that. No. Nobody else this season, absolutely no other team has come close to laying a glove on Man City. And in the two games that we've played against Man City, fair enough, we haven't laid a glove on them. But at least we've put a challenge up, you know. If you take us out of there, it's a parade. Mm. You know, City are already ticker-taping the way down Deansgate or wherever they'd have the parade. But, um, yeah, we're not bottlers at all. I just don't think we've got the experience in the squad for this time of season. And that's something that can only come with time. Yeah, And I also think that Manchester City, at this time in the season, are a different breed of animal. They are so good at closing a season out, despite being in every competition. They are, they, they just go into this weird zone where nobody can touch them. Yeah. Jesse, what do you think of it? I mean, I have no basis for answering this question, but... Uh... <laughs> you could be a casual observer. Oh, I could be Winifred. Um... Yeah, what would Winifred say to this? <laughs> I, I agree with Nathan. I think, you know, the question is going to be asked because that's, you know, what gets asked every time about whoever. Um, as you, my Liverpool supporting friend, know very well. Yeah. Um, so, but I agree. I think, look, either either they were going to win or this question was going to be asked. And that's not the right way to, to sort of look at a run unless they did something like egregious you know like losing 10 times in a row or having a lot of I guess convictions against them or something like that I think this is just the way the season played out yep okay and they put up a fight and they're still putting up a fight it's not you know it's not this was one match yeah I think that's fair enough um okay uh back down in London that way London uh, West Ham won Liverpool 2 uh, West Ham took the lead through uh Lucas Riquetta Goals from Cody Gapo and John Matip. Um, David Moyes was upset that uh, Manchester, sorry, the West Ham didn't get a penalty after Thiago sort of fell onto the ball, I think, as it was shot. Um, fun for the pair of us, or the three of us now. Chelsea nil, Brentford two. Uh, an own goal from Aspera and Brian and Buemo scored. Five straight losses for Chelsea under Frank Lampard and only one goal. Now, bearing in mind Brentford scored two goals, they had just the one shot on target. Um, and Chelsea had 73% possession and 15 shots. So... Chelsea with the possession, um, Brentford with the uh, with the goals, Nathan. Yeah, I think um, I, I'm I'm shocked at how bad Chelsea are doing because you'd you'd think that you know you, you know even if it wasn't going well and you know you you still wouldn't expect them to be doing this badly with the players that they've got. Right? It's fantastic. It's, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of <laughs> but but at the same time, I am still shocked at just how bad it is. Like you know. Every, everyone has like a bad season or a blip or you know whatever you want to call it but this is like they're in free fall it's 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 not beyond the realms of possibility that they get dragged into a into a relegation scrap i mean that that might be the absolute you know the worst case scenario but it's, at the moment it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility because you can't see them winning or even scoring a goal no. that's the concerning thing i think I think from very early on in the season, we all said, why have they not signed a number nine? They've got all this money. They're signing all these players and they've not signed a number nine. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, but that's truly coming coming back to, to haunt them now in a big way. Jesse's... I, I, I just don't see where the goals come from. No, Jesse's fabulous, isn't it? I love... I know we're going to have to get to me, but holy shit, I love saying <laughs> bad things about Chelsea. And they're all deserved. <laughs> they're so well-deserved. Nathan, everything you said, I just found so um, thrilling and and well said. Just really articulate. Somebody should just write that up. Oh, thank you Maybe much. send it to our friend Ryan. It'll be the part of the podcast I go. I sort of switch back fifteen seconds to listen to again. How bad are Chelsea doing? Um, yeah. Forest three, Brighton one. Forest uh, come from behind to win this game um, with only twenty five percent possession, and it ends a uh, run of zero wins in eleven games. Um, Brighton, though, guys, uh, is their season in danger of petering out with a loss yesterday because we recorded on Friday with a loss no Wednesday sorry with a loss on Wednesday, uh, and then the FA Cup semi final defeat at the weekend. Is it sort of Brian have really got to stay focused, haven't they, Brighton? Have. Did I say Brian? Brighton? I thought you said Ryan. And, like, Ryan can do whatever he wants. Ryan uh, needs to stay focused. 
Ryan needs to stay focused on Chelsea. Um, I mean, is anyone uh, is anyone calling Brighton bottlers? No, I don't think I they think are. Just... Well, that must just be an Arsenal thing. At FMC underscore. <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember the rest of it is. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're right. Nobody is calling them bottlers, are they? So yeah. And they shouldn't do, by the way. That was just me being facetious about people calling Arsenal bottlers. But yeah. Well, we'll get to some fun on Thursday. Well, I'm kind of torn between this is fun or not. So Everton won Newcastle four. Yay, Everton <laughs> lost, but it is the Newcastle. So um, Campbell's with two goals. Joel Linton and uh, Jacob Murphy scored, uh, and then Dwight McNeil with an Olympic goal, um, which is a goal that goes straight in from a corner, isn't it? Uh, Newcastle eight point clear of fifth with a game in hand, so I reckon that's them with the um, Champions League sewn up. Uh, Everton didn't really show any fight, which is the same as when they played at home against Fulham and uh, lost so embarrassingly. Um, this was fun to watch if you don't like Everton very much, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you're not an Everton fan, you're having the time of your life watching Everton yeah. do whatever they're, they're, they're doing. Um, did anyone see the um, Is the Ack Assist? Yes. Oh, tremendous stuff. That was pretty that good, was, wasn't it? That was fantastic, yeah. I mean, I, if you listen back to the podcast this season, I haven't been very friendly about Newcastle. Um, but the last two games, uh, they've been phenomenal. They really have. And all season defensively. Um, they've done brilliantly and, and Eddie Howe has been at the head of that fantastic manager um, but yeah Everton um, big big trouble especially with the Forest with Forest winning as well Bournemouth got a win as well not looking good yeah no it's not because Bournemouth beat Southampton 1-0 uh, Tavernier scored so the bottom of the table so the three in the relegation zone is um, Southampton on 24 points played 33 Everton 28 points played 33 Leicester 29 points played 33 that's the bottom three uh, fourth bottom Forest 30 points 33 games Leeds 30 points 33 games West Ham uh, 34 points 32 games and Bournemouth 36 points 33 games are we going to agree Bournemouth are safe and it's any three from six underneath um Potentially, yeah. I mean, I think I think Bournemouth are probably like one more win, maybe one mm. more, and they'll probably feel a bit more comfortable. But yeah, it, it, it again, it goes back to something again that's been a theme this season that a lot of teams are just playing really badly, and it's about who can pick up that one win when everyone else is doing really bad. Yeah, Jesse, one win, sort of. If you can get that win while all around you, a bit like that sort of poem, if if you can get that one Premier League win while those all around you are losing theirs, then um, you will be a Premier League survivor, my son, couldn't you? Because it sort of changes with being so tight. Just one win sort of lifts you, doesn't it? Except if Southampton. She's gone. Where's she gone? She has. She's on she is on mute. She must be going to sort something. I tell you what, let's seamlessly carry on because the listeners might not realise anything has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has happened. We're just. Oh, I, I, here we go. I see. I, I see why she's got on, gone on mute. We've got one game left to discuss, Nathan. Spurs oh, no. two, Manchester United two. Oh, oh she's bailed out. <laughs> <laughs> this is why she's gone on uh, mute. Uh, Manchester United two and up at half time. Um, Goals from Jaden Sancho, which I think was quite a decent one. And then Marcus Rashford scored. Goals from uh, Pedro Porro and Huyman Son in the second half. Uh, Bruno Fernandes rather magnificently hitting the crossbar um, when he'd sort of nutmeg Clement Longley. Uh, did yeah. you see this? He smashed against the crossbar. He's got like sort of six inches of crossbar or eight feet tall by 16 feet wide of goal to hit and he hits the crossbar. That's some effort. It's, it's, it's actually impressive that he hits the crossbar from where he is. It's, it's kind of... It's maybe not as bad as the Bamford one, but it's certainly up there. Yeah, I mean, he properly twatted it, didn't he? Yeah, but with, but it's Bruno Fernandes, so it's hilarious. Yes. Uh, I have written here, encapsulates both teams' seasons, question mark. Um, you know, Spurs doing the old thing of going behind and then only starting to play in the second half. Uh, and then um, Manchester United. A lot of criticism are from Manchester. I follow quite a lot of Manchester United fans, and a lot of them saying that Ten Hag gets his subs wrong. Which he never used to do earlier on in the season, um, but he's starting to do it now. 
okay, so I was going to say when when um, Arsenal lost against Man United early in the season, I think it was three one at Old Trafford. Um, I thought Ten Hag's substitutions were were masterful. That's what won the game for me. Um, he, he he was right right subs right time, and it and it it massively impacted the game. But um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't noticed later on in the season how it's been going. But if that's true, then you, you kind of wonder what's happened. Has is there a certain change that he can't make anymore? Or well, they were two up against Seville, weren't they? In the first or Sevilla in the first half of or the first leg of um, the Europa League, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they drew that two two. So I think maybe they're thinking back to that. Yeah. And, I, and I guess there might be other times when it's happened. I'm not sure. Um, Potentially, yeah. But um, yeah, I can I can see why they'd be disappointed, especially given given Spurs have just been Spurs this season but um, this isn't like me so let's let's get this recorded um, I thought Spurs actually showed a bit of something okay you know it's it, it's always good to come back from 2-0 down uh, against anybody especially against the team like Man United who were in a bit of form um, so yeah I thought you know bloody hell Spurs have actually Showing us that there is a bit of fight there, you know. Maybe there, maybe there is something for a new manager to come in and salvage. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, maybe people just like Ryan Mason. I think he's one of is what Ryan Mason. I think is one of those people where he's like, you know, one of the lads. So people like him and all that sort of thing. So the Spurs players like him. Um, although rather yeah. ominously, uh, Kane says, I think on the BBC website today, Harry Kane said today he's had like an honest discussion with uh, Daniel Levy. That, that can't be a good thing if you're a Spurs fan, can it? No. No, and I mean even even the most uh, even the most hard nosed Spurs fan must must be thinking that this is his last season. Yeah, currently the United fans were singing "We'll see you in June." <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think that could happen. Uh, right, okay, so that's the Premier League done uh, for reviewing the games that happened this week. We'll come back to it in a minute. Um, so within Spain, Barcelona 76 points, Real Madrid 65, Atleti 63, Real Sociedad 55. Um, so this week, oh, uh, during the week, um, Barcelona lost 2-1 to Rival Arcano uh, and Girona, uh, they beat Real Madrid 4-2. So that's pretty, uh, well, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend, also seen playing Real Sociedad, uh, Barcelona played Betis, uh, Valladolid played Atleti and Real Madrid played Almeria. Uh, in Italy, so Napoli are on 78 points, Lazio 61, Juventus 59, Milan 56. So, Napoli are champions, so they play Salernitana this weekend. Um, Napoli are champions if they win and Lazio lose to Inter. So, uh, Lazio are away at Inter. Um, Milan are on 56 points in the fourth Champions League place. Inter are sixth on 54 points, so only a couple of points behind, and I think Roma's sort of sandwiched between them. Um, so, pretty important at the top this weekend. So, Roma play Milan, Bologna play Juventus, uh, Napoli, Salernitana, Inter versus Lazio. Did you, do you have BT Sport? Did you watch the game last weekend between Juventus and Napoli? Uh, I didn't. I saw the... Um... It was a late goal, weren't it? Raspadori, yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw the goal and and the obviously the reaction from that, and I also saw on Twitter the um, the uh, motorcade of uh, yes. of, of um, what you call them little mopeds, mopeds, vespers and, and, and stuff. Motorbikes. Yeah, that was that was a fantastic sight. Yeah, one. Did you see the guy talking on his phone? And then it was he was riding along on his moped. He was talking on his phone, and then he put it, the phone in his pocket, all with one hand, without wearing a crash helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's talent. Yeah, or, or just, I mean, one man's talent is another man's stupidity, I guess. But yeah, I'd oh, be wearing. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a fine line there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, must be frustrating being a Napoli fan. I mean, there is a scenario where you don't win the league this weekend, and you're. 17 points ahead it's just like everyone knows you're going to win it please just yeah. say it <laughs> you know yeah, yeah it's that like come on just can, can we have it done and then we can really go bonkers yeah exactly I mean I think Ossiemen and a few others went a bit bonkers as the um, as the bus got back at sort of 3 o'clock in the morning and I guess I think people have talked about this with Napoli before I think people have talked about the fact that there's only one club in the city yeah. So everyone's focus is upon that. 
Um, so maybe you get a sort of passion there you wouldn't get with uh, the Milan teams or the Roman teams or anything like that. So yeah, that's quite that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, so go on. I was just going to say that the, I mean, the crazy fans down there anyway, but the fact that there's only one club and Napoli feel like one of them teams where every sort of, I don't know, I don't know maybe 10 years or so, they have like a really good team mm. and then it gets absolutely demolished and they've got to start again almost. And this year it finally seems like that not only have they got a good team, but they're actually going to put it to some use and actually win the league. But, how many of them players are going to be left afterwards? Yeah, the Sharks are circling around uh, Ossiman and people like that, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was either uh, Higuain or it was Quagliarella talking about their time at Napoli. Um, they they lived next to the sea, I think, or they lived on a cliff overlooking the sea. And it was like, we can't go out during the day because you can't go out in Naples as a Napoli fan because you just get mobbed. Um, so they're sort of chilling in his back garden uh, on his sort of villa overlooking the sea. And he looked out the sea and there's all these boats from Napoli fans just looking at him. It's like, I can't get any peace in this bloody place. Um, in Germany, Dortmund are top on 60 points, and it's Bayern on 59, Union 55, Freiburg 53. So Bochum are playing Dortmund. I think they're playing tonight as we record on Friday night. Uh, Union are playing Leverkusen, Bayern are playing Hertha, uh, and Cologne are playing Freiburg. Uh, in France, PSG are on 75 points, then Marseille 67, Lens 66. Clickety click. Uh, PSG play Lorient, Marseille play Orgs there, and for the life of me, I couldn't see who Lens are playing this weekend. Uh, I don't think they're playing anyone. Um, right, so bits and bobs of news. I hope I was hoping to have uh, Andy on. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Uh, but we got some Fitbar news. Um, did you see Ross in the WhatsApp mess group post his screenshot? Uh, I did, but I might have to have a quick look just to remind myself. Oh, no, yes, yes, I did, yeah. Okay, so I'll read this out. So, in Scottish League 2, East Fife are fourth and Forfar are fifth. They play each other next week. If it finishes East, uh, if it finishes Forfar 5, East Fife 4, then Forfar will go fourth and East Fife will be fifth. But if it's Forfar 4th and East Fife 5, then East Fife will remain fourth and Forfar will remain fifth. <laughs> Good effort. That has Good to happen. Effort. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. You try and learn that from memory and then read it out. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, well, staying, I said we'll be in your neck of the woods, so we'll do that now as um, uh, Sheffield United are promoted to the champion, uh, to the Premier League as they beat West Brom 2 0. But uh, just down the road from you, Burnley are champions uh, because uh, did they beat Blackburn? Uh, yeah, I believe it was 1 0. Yeah, did you see Josh Brownhill? I did see Josh Brownhill. Yeah. <laughs> For any listeners who haven't seen Josh Brownhill, what did he do? He um, he had an inflatable version of the Championship trophy and was very jubilantly dancing in front of the Blackburn fans, um, lifting the trophy aloft. Until uh, he was stopped by Vincent Company. <laughs> did you see yeah, that? Yeah, to be fair, credit to Vincent Company. He uh, grabbed all of them and gave the wave of apology to the Blackburn fans. But, you know, it's... It's a tough one, isn't it? You know, it's how far do you take it? And how do far do you not? I'd do that, wouldn't you? I mean, for anyone who's not familiar, anyone that doesn't work in a cotton mill in the northwest of England, Blackburn and, and Burnley, they're, they're each other's biggest rivals, aren't they? So, Oh, my word, yeah. That is, it's it's a derby that I, I probably wouldn't go to myself, to be honest with you, even as like a sort of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a local. Yeah, like a... What is it where you've got like a, a, a neutral. curiosity? Even yeah. curiosity wouldn't take me to that derby. Um, they they very very much don't like each other. To be fair, it's kind of a thing up in up in this neck of the woods where nobody really likes Burnley. Oh really? Like okay, so it's just yeah, Burnley is it? Everyone's pretty much yeah. It's it's kind of like you know um, yeah we don't get on with each other, but we we all have the one thing in common, and that's we don't like Burnley. So is that a football thing or is that a, a town thing? Um, I think it's more of a football thing. I mean, again, Burnley's not somewhere I'd recommend visiting, <laughs> to be honest with you, if you're in this neck of the woods. But mind you, to be honest with you, neither is anywhere else up here, to be, to be quite frank. But, oh, I don't know. Uh, I saw four in a bed the other week, and there's a very nice place in Pendle I saw. All right, okay. Well, that's, to be fair, that's kind of a little bit past us. That's, that's more Cumbria way. Oh, okay. 
Um, will you visit there if we want to call somewhere nice? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just avoid the witches. <laughs> That's our little getaway up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, every, everyone tends to avoid Burnley. Fair enough. Uh, right, in the race for the playoffs then. So, um, Luton are on 78 points in third place. Uh, Borough are on 74, so they're sort of nailed on uh, to get in the, in the playoffs. Coventry then in, in, where are we? One, two, three, four, fifth place are on 66 points. Sunderland 65 in the last playoff place. Millwall 65 points and Blackburn 65 points. So, uh, this weekend, I won't read out the Luton or Borough fixtures because that's sort of irrelevant. So, Blackpool play Millwall, um, Coventry play Birmingham, Sunderland play Watford, and Blackburn play Luton. Uh, so that could all look quite different. I think they've all played 44 games there. Uh, the Women's Champions League, Barcelona won, Chelsea won, Barcelona go through 2-1 in aggregate. Chelsea now can't win the treble. Uh, there is the other semi-final on Monday as Wolfsburg play Arsenal. And uh, the Coppa Italia semi-final, uh, Fiorentina drew 0-0 with Cremonese, so they go through 2-0 in aggregate and play Inter in the final. Uh, CONCACAF Champions League semi-final first leg, uh, UAANL, UA, not UAN-anal, no, that's something else entirely, <laughs> UANL, there you go, she's a tongue twister, UANL of Mexico 2, Leon of Mexico, or Leon of Mexico 1, uh, Philadelphia Union 1, uh, LAFC 1, they were both first legs. Marcus Rocco um, has been speaking to media outlet TYC Sports, he said that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was quote-unquote a son of a bitch. And uh, Solskjaer confessed to playing Harry Maguire ahead of Rocco because, quote, quote, they paid so much money for him. Uh, so Marcus Rocco isn't very happy. Um, yeah, I can kind of see why he's not happy, but at the same time, I can kind of see why Solskjaer used that as a excuse to play Maguire. I've got to be honest, I've listened to a Manchester United podcast, uh, Ed, who's been on here a couple of times before, there's no question about that podcast, uh, and back in the day when it was, I think it was called the Rankcast with uh, his old um, presenter, Paul, uh, when he was back doing that, neither of them had a lot of good things to say about Marcus Rocco, from what I remember. Yeah, I, I seem to remember as well that he wasn't, he wasn't well-liked at, at, at Manchester United, but by the same token... When we're comparing him against Harry Maguire, I mean, what's the lesser of two evils? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, right, okay, uh, we'll go back to the Premier League on Saturday, 12.30. West Ham versus Crystal Palace in the Neil Ruddock derby. Uh, Zaha's back after four-game absence. Uh, Crystal Palace have got ten points um, in five games under Roy Hodgson. West Ham have got back-to-back -back away Premier League wins. Uh, I reckon possibly from what I've read out uh, with a league table West Ham 34 points one more win they're safe yeah yeah probably yeah how do you reckon it's going to go um oh, that's a tough one uh, draw let's, let's be really boring and say a draw yeah okay uh, yeah this is a way for Paris I can imagine Roy's been training them with the sort of back four tied together with rope this week yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's his thing. Uh, Brentford versus Forest, 3 o'clock. Brentford scored in 10 successive home games. Ivan Tony, uh, this is a weird stat. His last 13 games, he's alternated between scoring and not scoring. Um, and Forest away, uh, they got they won one uh, and got six points and seven goals. Uh, and they've lost their last six away games. Um, so, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Yeah, I mean... Forrest got that big win so confidence is going to be high but um, Brentford have been fantastic especially at home so I can't see anything but a Brentford winning that one OK fair enough uh, so Brighton versus Wolves 3 o'clock uh, Evan Ferguson is a doubt Brighton at home in the Premier League in April um, so they've played seven games in the Premier League in April not this April all Aprils uh, they've drawn seven lost two won zero so they don't like April um, Wolves have won three out of their last four in the Premier League but only won two games away all season so um, what is it about Brighton in April that's that's a proper weird start isn't it that's um... is it the showers yeah. is it like that is it what sorry the showers maybe yeah potentially <laughs> who knows Maybe they've just got a big complex about April. Yeah, uh, Trossard and Mope ran out onto the pitch and sort of looked up like, oh, Ilpla, and um, didn't sort of fancy it. Uh, what do you reckon to this one, though? 
Uh, I think again, some of the last game that we looked at, um, Brighton at home, is is a, is as strong as it gets. So yeah, I'll go Brighton win. Okay. Oh. Winifred is really upset about it, and Winifred, I just spoke to her for a really long time. She obviously wants Wolves to win, but I love Brighton. You do, don't you? I do. Huge Brighton fan. And so Win- we had a fight Winifred, about it. Is Winifred watching it with her Brighton friend? Her, no, she's with her other her other beau this weekend. Oh, right, okay. Did, yeah, Win- yeah, yeah. did Winifred take a, a long phone call to avoid talking about Spurs Manchester United? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, what we have talked about is, while you were comforting Winifred, is we were talking about the Women's Champions League, if you want to talk about that. Oh, as a woman? Yes, as a, as a, as a babe. Did you want to talk about that? <laughs> what did you guys talk? What did you say about it? I read the scores out. And that's it? That was I it. will. Okay, I'll put my hand up. Come on. I was very impressed at how the Arsenal women's team came back in the first leg to give themselves a chance in the second leg. Yes! There you go. I know. I, 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 I did know that Alexis Patelis was potentially available for Barcelona. Yeah, which is, I think is the first time since, what is it, November, December? Oh, I thought she'd not played since, was she not played since the injury she got in the last Champions League final? Was it longer than that? Yeah. Yeah, that was the summer, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like she's been out for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, as the token woman, Jessie, what do you make of this? I, first of all, want to say that it should be a lot easier to watch them from my side of the of the ocean so oh. if somebody has any um hints they're about... yeah they're streamed free uh, and live on Dazone's youtube they channel are. i don't think i can do that i don't know whether that's just in europe or the uk but yeah d-a-z-n um their youtube channel streams them live and free i'm gonna try that i wonder if i can do that okay because i've been i've been resorting to just looking at like highlights and commentary on wherever I can find which is not great well Monday night I think is the um, Wolfsburg Arsenal semi-final so you could try it then excellent thank you uh, and also CONCACAF Champions League semi-finals did you, what did you make of those uh oh yeah no totally <laughs> knew that was a thing uh, oh come on you know it's a thing and... don't you yeah, no, CONCACAF. Yeah, I CONCACAF all the time. So you live in CONCACAF. Like Martinique versus... Um... No, it was um, UANL, which isn't UANL, as I might have read out by mistake. Uh, UANL 2, Leon 1, and then Philadelphia Union 1, LAFC 1. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah? I knew that. Yeah. Okay. What was, what was the... Why is that... Come What... Why is that conga? Are they... Never mind. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. I also want to read to you something Ross wrote and stuck in the WhatsApp chat the other day. Did you see this? I don't know until you read it. Okay. I've just read this out, so sorry, listeners. You're going to have to bear with us again. Uh, in Scottish League 2, East Fife are fourth and Four Far are fifth. They play each other next week. If it finishes 4-4-5, East 5-4, then 4-4 will go 4th and East 5 will be 5th. But if it's 4-4-4 and East 5-5, then East 5 will remain 4th and 4-4 will remain 5th. I really want you to say that four times fast. (laughs) I've said it twice already. (laughs) We'll be hemorrhaging listeners if I keep doing that. Um, okay, so uh, on Sunday in the Premier League, so Bournemouth versus Leeds, two o'clock, Max Gradle derby. Uh, Tavernier is a doubt, Siniestri is out for Leeds. Um, Bournemouth have won six out of their last 11 um, Premier League matches. Although, Jesse, Bournemouth on a Sunday, they played 30 Premier League games in total in their history. They've lost 22 of them <sighs> on a Sunday, which is guess what day they're playing on? What day? Sunday. No. Yeah. Uh, That's a really important stat. <laughs> Leeds have got nine points away from home, which is the second worst away record in the Premier League. So, um, how many of those have they lost on a Sunday? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't say. But what do you reckon? Is the Sunday factor going to come in for Bournemouth, or are they going to they going to win? I think the Leeds factor is going to come in. We're going to win. <laughs> Fair enough, Nathan. Um, I don't think I've said this much this season, but I really fancy Bournemouth. Yeah? Yeah. It's a nice place. 
Can I just also say that fancy is just such a great word that we over here cannot use because we sound stupid in our accents, which happens to us often, but also it happens with fancy. You didn't sound particularly abnormal, Sadie. Yeah, you, you, you did that quite well. Mm, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, Fulham versus Manchester City, 2 o'clock in the Patrick Roberts derby. Willing is a doubt uh, for Fulham. Nathan Ake is out. Uh, Fulham have lost five at their last seven matches. Uh and they've got eight games without a clean sheet. A win would send City top. Um, so, Gee, friends, how do you think this will end? <laughs> you went very AI then. You went very chat GP then. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you can market yourself out as a second income. <laughs> what will happen? <laughs> uh, I am going for a Manchester City win. The same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, has anyone seen um, someone tweeted a meme out tonight uh, of Erling Haaland and said, pick a defender that would be able to stop Erling Haaland. Gary Lineker replied saying Paul McGrath. Uh, Paul McGrath quote tweeted and said, like, you know, as if laughing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go. I did say Walter Samuel because can you imagine Walter Samuel versus Erling Haaland? That would be a hell of a battle, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think. I think that would be pretty impressive, yeah. Jesse, don't touch just because he's Argentinian. I didn't touch. I you... did not. I, I hummed. Yeah, exactly. You made a disapproving sound because of, I, I said Walter not. Samuel. Oh, I did not. You did. All right. Paolo Montero versus Erling Holland. Okay. Who wins that one? I mean, it wouldn't end without some blood. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Uh, Manchester United versus Aston Gary Nadell, speaking of blood I wonder if they have played each other I can't think they have no uh, when would they have played each other? sorry when would they have played each other well I don't know I was thinking some European game but I, uh, some Champions League game or something that Haaland must have played back at Salzburg or Dortmund or something but I, I don't think I like Nadell for shit but I think that he would take that challenge and purposefully run at it with his head lowered and his you know okay knees. so we've got a back four then of um walter samuel paolo montero gary medell and i'm going to throw in ivan cordoba <laughs> okay <laughs> early harland against those four who wins early harland probably probably yeah yeah but how many teeth get knocked out <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> At least a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. um, two o'clock is uh, Manchester United versus Aston Villa in the uh, Federico Makeda last-minute goal derby. Uh, Harry Maguire is possible. Um, Lissandra Martinez and Rafa Varane are out. Uh, Manchester United unbeaten in 14 games at home. A defeat would be Manchester United's 200th defeat in the Premier League. So, big round of applause to Manchester United if they lose. Aston Villa are unbeaten in 10, and within that 10, they've got seven clean sheets. Now, who saw a video this week of Emmy Martinez talking to Ian Wright? I did. You did? Yeah, sorry, I said that's so surprised. I did, because I was so ready to be like, I didn't see that, whatever <laughs> <laughs> This was really interesting, wasn't it, Jesse? So, do you want to talk about it, or should I talk about it? No, I think you should. Also, I just think it is impossible not to love Ian Wright. This is true. I've said the Ian Wright like story I on here. I anyone not to love uh, This is the Ian Wright story yes. I've said many times before. Yes. Um, people with this like Ian Wright, I'm going to say Peter Schmeichel and Steven Grizovich as he damaged their noses and ankles at various points in their careers. Um, but other than that, I can't think of anybody else who would. Uh, yes, uh, so Emmy Martinez was on a show, it must be like a YouTube show or something with Ian Wright, and he talked about the psychology of the penalty shootout. So you might remember uh, at the penalty shootout in the World Cup final last year, the first penalty, well, the only penalty that um, Martinez saved, because the other one went wide, didn't it, from too many. So he saves the penalty from Kingsley Coman. Next penalty taker was Paolo Dybala. Um so Martinez talks to Dybala as, as, as he sort of walks up with the penalty and says, you have to kick it down the middle. I've just saved the penalty. Uh, Larice is now under pressure in the French goal facing you. Um, as I've saved the penalty, he's under pressure. He has to do something. It's a World Cup final. He's not going to stand dead in the middle. He's going to dive one way or the other, kick it straight down the middle. And that's what Dybala does and he scores. Yeah. 
Very clever man, Andy Martinez. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so what about this game, the Manchester United versus Aston Villa then? So Villa on this pretty good run. Ollie Watkins is in a blinding run of form. United wobbling in the Europa League and they've taken to penalties in the FA Cup semi and then they had that draw against Spurs. So can anyone see a Villa win here or is it different Old Trafford nowadays? Uh, Villa win. Oh, really? I'm, going, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. <laughs> good man. Um, Jesse? I think this is going to be scrappy, but I can either this is going to be one of those like Villa have everything going for them and so they flame out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or but but they shouldn't because it's men United like they should take this one. Also, I'm about to admit something very embarrassing, but I have such a hard time telling John Stones and Harry Maguire apart. It's like they are the same human man. John Stones looks like Tommy Shelby from Peaky Blinders. They yeah, both look the same. I know they don't, but like they they look like they borrow each other's like they can't exist in the same room. Yeah. Because they're just made up of the same parts. <laughs> you can edit this out, out because it makes no sense and it's embarrassing. <laughs> I felt like in this safe space, I should share that with you both. That's fine. The safe space of us three in the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I might make this also extreme for you, but are they both from Sheffield? Are they? John Stones and Harry Maguire. I think yeah. you, I think you might be right. Or you, are you suggesting they might be related? No. <laughs> oh my god, maybe they are. Maybe we are going to start like a like um TV program of like you know the the program or we have it here where you trace like people's DNA and you yep. find out who they're related to. Who do you think maybe you we're are? We're going to do that with footballers. We should we'll be like John Stones and Harry Maguire. You are actually the same person. Nathan, did you ever see the one with Danny Dyer? Who do you think you are? Uh, yeah, that was astonishing. <laughs> yeah. There was this guy, Jesse, basically, he is like a London geezer. Oh, right, 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 right. And he's like a proper sort of, as working class as you can come. And they traced his family back, and he's related to every king of England from Henry VIII. Was it Henry VIII? It wasn't Henry VIII, was it? It was Edward III. He's related to every king of England from Edward III all the way back to William the Conqueror. Oh, my God, did he feel terrible? No, he felt amazing. He's like, um, he felt brilliant about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Newcastle versus Southampton, 2 o'clock, the Kevin Keegan derby, Alan Sam Maximum is out. James Ward-Prowse is a doubt, which is a big thing for Southampton. Uh, Newcastle won seven at their last eight, uh, and they scored ten goals in their last two games, of course, against Everton and Spurs. Yep, <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> uh, Southampton win the same eight, and they've lost five of those. Um I can really see a very troubled journey for Southampton fans. They might be getting refunds like the Newcastle, the, the, the Tottenham ones were. Oh. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, I think this could be another uh, another big score. Yeah, Jesse. They're going south. Yes. <laughs> um, someone did query because obviously the fact that Tottenham have, are going to refund the fans um, their tickets. Well, someone said, should Newcastle charge their fans twice as much for scoring six goals? <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't unreasonable, is it, I guess? <laughs> uh, Liverpool versus Spurs. Just to Spurs fans and shout out to them saying that they're going to do- take the money and donate it to um, like local um, charities and organisations in the area. So that's, that's what they told you, Jesse. Good job, people. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> who are they? Let's name and shame them for if they don't. Yes, everyone who's not doing that, <sighs> you know, do better. How's that? Did I do it? What's worse, just not doing it or pretending to you they're going to do it? Well, apparently just not doing it is worse because I've learned from public health classes that if you, you're supposed to like share when you do good things because it inspires other people to do good things so i don't know lie about it see what happens get other people to do it okay so if um an argentinian football team that had won the world cup oh, were wow. to go to montevideo and said look what we won they're sharing their they're sharing their win and inspiring the uruguayans to do this something similar nathan <laughs> um, i'm just I, i'm just trying to picture in my mind the absolute current and bloodshed that would fall <laughs> an event like that and I, 
as, as big as the imagination I've got, I genuinely can't picture how bad that would be. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Remember that um, defensive lineup that we came in, out with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like, I don't know, times a thousand of that against like, I don't know, a a a, a worm. worm. <laughs> and go. So there we go, Jesse. It's me versus you on Sundays. Liverpool versus Spurs. The Oyvind Lee Nansen derby. Oh, um, can I say is uh, available. Hugo Lloris is still out. He's got a hip problem. Coincidentally, at half time against Newcastle last week. Um, so Liverpool have won their last three. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, he has got uh, five assists in the last four Premier League games. Um, Spurs are winless in five away games, uh, losing three in that sequence. They conceded 31 away goals this Premier League season. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Jesse. Yeah. What's going to happen? Uh, you're going to do great, my friend. Do you think? You're welcome. Do you remember that Luis Suarez hat trick against Spurs? I do, actually. Are we seeing similar scenes? If it listen, if it happens from Nunez, yeah. I'll be very happy. Oh, my uh, my daughter was um, she was watching the BBC. She was watching the, the Arsenal City game with me down the pub, uh, and her finger kept refreshing the um, the BBC Sport app on the Liverpool West Ham game because. <laughs> It doesn't matter if he was going to be on for 90 minutes or 30 seconds. Uh, she was going to give Darwin 10 out of 10. So she kept refreshing it, but it never came off the bench. <laughs> she is my favourite etching him. I've got, I've got two children. <laughs> I do love them both. <laughs> the same, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, so how are we going to get on, Jesse? I just told you, you're going to be great. And how are Spurs going to be? Like a, like a 3-1 Liverpool, and I feel like the one I don't know. You got an own goal in you. I you, yes. So yeah, let's go with that. Do you think the comeback in the second half against United the other day to bring it back to two-two? Do you think that gives Spurs a smidgen of confidence? Excuse me, going no, into this game, no. Because we missed Sun. that that goal from Sun. That hmm. again, harder to miss than it was to make, and he missed it. Um, was. And what probably should have been a penalty call, and the um, now my brain in Spanish, the 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 you know whatever clear miss. Thank Satan you. Satan Spanish. From them as well. El miso like, bigo. Barely gritted that one out. We were lucky to get the win. Yeah. And that's a, that, what does that inspire? Exhaustion. Yes, that's true. Liverpool have had an extra day to prepare, I guess, for this. Um, and finally, Monday night, it's Leicester versus Everton, 8 o'clock in the Wayne Clark derby. Uh, Leicester got four points under Dean Smith, as I say. Everton have lost three out of four, conceding nine goals. Um, Everton is a grim place to be right now. Leicester, I wouldn't say they've... Also. Leicester is a grim place also. I mean, I lived there for 30 years. It's a grim place. Um, <laughs> uh, but last couple of games four points at six maybe an incy bincy bit of a turnaround coming for Leicester at home against a very demoralised Everton team what are we going for guys silence I don't know it's tough it Everton is are, Everton a proper diet but at the same time you could see them what are pulling a pulling a, a performance out from somewhere and Surely they'll be looking at this fixture and thinking, a bit like the Leicester Leeds game. Both teams will be looking at this thinking we have to get three points from this. Mm. Yeah, draws um, aren't good enough now, are they? No, but just because I've said that, let's go for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Jesse. Like, if it's a draw, can you just call it Leverton? <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like, like, I think I've said this about too many, too many teams now, but if Everton are going to do it, this is, this is against whom you do it. Mm. Um, but I don't know, like where, where are they even gonna, (laughs) but like, seriously, you could say the same thing about Leicester. So 
they just cancel each other out at this point. Yeah. I'll give it a draw. Okay, dokie. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup, uh, end of our podcast. Any other business from anybody at all? Oh, yes. Oh, me. You, did you. We talk about, did we talk about a potential best goal of the year Puskas Award? Did we? Did we? Did we? We didn't. Go on then. What have we got? <gasps> okay. Oh, yes. Is, is, is it Peneral? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go describe this one. Uh, so. In the 96th minute of the match, Abel Hernandez, former Hull City player, former um, um, hat-trick maker-over, taker, winner, whatever, the, the ball gets played in from the corner, very well placed, and Abel Hernandez fucking launches himself... <laughs> off the ground to bicycle it into the net. It is that was the last play of the match. It was like if somebody had scripted this, you would have been like, no, not believable. Thank you. Next. It was so beautiful. It was so good. He ripped his shirt off. You know what? That's what that yellow card is for. Amazing. Uh, I live on the west coast of England, right down the far southwest. I could hear a cheer coming from yep the west across the sea as that one yes. went in <laughs> yes we did that's worth oh, checking out Nathan good. if you get a chance to see it Nathan it's well oh, worth checking out uh, right okay so uh, we're Man of the Post part of the Man of the Post network you can find us on Twitter and Instagram Man of the Post you can give us a like on Facebook too um, Dave and uh, Simon Carl who was back this week and Ali will be back on Monday to review the games that we've been previewing here you can download us from your podcast app of choice so Spotify, Stitcher, Acast, uh, Apple Podcasts um, you can give us a follow or a subscribe or a like and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox if you like what you hear we're very grateful of any five star reviews as well uh, helps push us up through the algorithm there uh, Nathan if anyone wants to follow you on that there Twitter, how do they do that? I am at FMCM underscore FC. Jesse, how do they follow you? I am C Etchingham 77. <gasps> Are you? I am. Wow, that's weird because yeah, I'm... I post great stuff and okay. you should also follow me for book updates. Yes, and you can follow me uh, at Jesse Loesch where I won't reply to messages about whether I'm appearing on podcast this week. <laughs> brilliant right guys thank you ever so much and always remember to keep your man of the post yeah.